Welcome to episode 13 of the Prep Files podcast. You are joined by your hosts, Amy and Tyrone. Welcome back, everybody. We've had Christmas, we've had New Year's, and everyone is getting ready to settle back down into their routine. In today's episode, we're going to be going through a question that we got asked, and it's relating to the metabolism. What happens during prep and how do we build it up post-show? I know it's a question I get from a lot of my competitors is if my metabolism broken, can I fix it? So we're going to go through that question today. But before we get started, let's just give everyone a quick update in terms of where we are competing in ourselves and also our competitors. Yeah. Hey, Amy, welcome back to 2024. Well, welcome to 2024, should I say. Just a quick update on where everybody is at for myself in particular, personally. So I am 13 weeks out from my first show. Now, comfort brain starting to really kick in. This will be interesting to compare the audio from the start to now. When you're 13 weeks out of show, I feel like it's just slowly starting to decline. Yes. And as you can tell from my mood over the last week or so, it's starting to decline for me as well. So in particular, but uh, my first show will be the A&B on April 20. So yeah, that's 14 weeks. 14, 17, 18 weeks out for myself. I've got three guys getting ready to go on the first ICN show, April 7, and then the Oceana. So the Rookie Show, April 7, and then the Oceana on the 13th and 14th. And then I've got another two of those guys doing the A&B on the 20th, and then as well as myself. And then the NBA on the 12th is myself and one of my girls. And the same goes for the last ICN show of the season. So that's where we're at. Everybody's coming in really nice. Everyone's on schedule, catching back up after the Christmas period um, and recovery. Everyone had a diet break. Some diet breaks went to plan. Some diet breaks went out of plan, but everybody's back on track and everybody is within their schedule or timeline or maybe just a touch behind, which I'm not worried we're going to catch up on sort of things. Everyone's in the second half of their prep now, so I'm guessing the prep feels are starting to really hit those that are getting quite lean, especially if you are aiming to be ready a couple of weeks early. There's not really a lot of time before the season starts, so this is the time where, yeah, you might get a little bit moody, you know, things start to slow down a little bit, so um, especially after the Christmas period, I'm sure everyone's had a busy and wonderful Christmas. So it's just getting back into the swing of things, back into the routine and really just focusing on that stage goal now. Yeah, 100%. And where? what about you, Amy? Let's tell us about your update on your prep because we have made some changes. We have. So you can probably hear from the sounds of my voice, I might have a little bit more energy in me. So I'm not competing in season A originally as we had planned, but I will be doing season B. I decided just to give myself a little bit more time and yeah, make the most of it. Because as I've said previously, my goal now isn't to get to stage because I've already done that. My goal is now to improve and to bring my best package. We decided that, you know, what season B is going to be the way to go. And so I'm still dieting now. I'm going through a bit of a pre-prep fat loss phase, hit a bit of a maintenance phase, and then I'll be ready to go for prep for season B. And in terms of competitors, I don't have any this season. I do have a few in the pipeline for season B and also next year being 2025. I know it might seem so far away, but 
if you're looking at competing, the sooner you can get a coach, the better, because I've had many competitors come to me and it's just too late for them to be able to compete that year as soon as they like. So yeah, a few in the pipeline, but for me, I'm just going to sit back and you've got a big, busy season. So I'll be on the sideline helping you out along the way. And especially with your own comp prep itself, I know um, what the brain fog is like leading into show. And uh, with you overlooking my current comp prep being all judge, jury and execu- executioner, yeah, we're, we're certainly in for a fun time. So just double checking over all dotting the I's and crossing the T's that I've made out. But in hindsight, it's a good thing that we're not dieting together because that could be a disaster. I know. I was so looking forward to uh, seeing what our podcast quality was going to look like come the back end of March, but it's not going to. So it's all right. I'll hold it together now and then you can hold it on the back end when I'm in prep. That's right. I'll just keep dosing up on my nootropics and pre-workouts to try and get through life. <laughs> That's a little bit of an update on both of us and our competitors, but getting on to the question that we got asked. So I think to break it down, the best place to start is what is your metabolism and how is it affected when you are dieting? So going for a very simple breakdown of your metabolism is basically the rate at which your body turns food into energy is probably the simplest way to describe it. You can go in all the science and then all the details, which you might like to add on to that. It's the rate of which all cells turn over. And I think on a deeper on a deeper level, that's that's basically where it's at. And I think there is the misconception of it's just how fast you digest food. Everybody thinks metabolism is metabolism is this fancy, easy, not fancy, this body fat just drops off you if your metabolism's ramped up and correct. And I mean on a deeper level, your metabolism is governed and, and is controlled by you know your thyroid and the amount of growth hormone you have, which as you may get leaner and as your body fat drops and as your energy, well, as your as the amount of calories you take in, these may start to slow down. Um, but also things to remember as well, and this is where the general misconception happens a lot, is don't forget that the leaner you get and the less you weigh, the less calories your body needs. So, and this is where I think you and I have spoken before on the podcast is, um, and, uh, you know, we presented both of us at a, at a recent seminar, uh, Lee Result Boot Camps. I can get leaner on more calories than you can simply because I'm a bigger person. I weigh more and that's just the way that science goes. And that's the way the physiology goes. Unfortunately, it is what it is. Suck it up. Yes, you're going to have those individuals that get absolutely shredded on huge amounts of calories where whereby it's either genetics or most likely it's generally because they actually move more, whether it be by via NEAT or training intensity. So you'll find that the people that have that higher metabolism in quotes, you know, for obviously because we can't see that in air quotes, is going to be because they're, they're generally fidgeters. I see a lot of clients come through and they may be bigger humans, yes, but they work a nine to five job and they're sitting on their butt majority of the day. So you would see this, so many guys you go, oh, their metabolism must be super high. They must be eating a lot of calories, et cetera. Some, yes, especially if you've got like a physical job. But I've got others that are nine to five workers. And to be honest, their calories aren't all that high. And they actually struggle to get it in because they are sedentary for a lot of the day. They're not moving. They're not fidgeting. They get out for their workout. And the majority of the day, they're just sitting down. Well, that's it, right? And, you know, sitting on your ass for eight hours of the day and then moving for two hours, that doesn't generally counteract the amount of 
uh, sitting and non-movement that you are doing doing during the day. So, which is obviously why we, as we've spoken before, where you know things like step targets can be useful. And I, I have seen a couple of people on social media talk about how pointless step targets are and periodizing steps may be. Where I strongly disagree in the process of losing body fat because, at the end of the day, if you don't give somebody a target, especially towards the back end of prep the body's just going to get lazier because it is, it's not lazier, but it's its smarter at trying to conserve the most amount of energy possible because you are in an energy deprived state, whether that be either because your calories coming in are so little or because you are lean and the body doesn't want, necessarily want to be there. Remember at the end of the day, you're fighting the body on a place that it doesn't want to go to. And as we've stated many, many times, you know, bodybuilding and competition prep is not healthy it's not healthy and it's not meant you're not meant to stay there and be at how lean you are so yes your metabolism may slow down at the end of the day i think it's important to say your metabolism can slow down and adapt but it's not broken a lot of people will come to us not just comp prep but just gen pop my metabolism is broken and your metabolism isn't broken i promise you yes it can have adapted slowed down there are side effects that can happen if you haven't been you know eating in a in a right amount of food for an extended period of time of course the body's going to start to adapt and make changes to adapt to this new lifestyle but you're not broken um, it can be fixed well, that's it, and it's it's more of a down regulation of the speed of which your cell turns, your body turns over the cell regeneration, and also apart from that, you need to remember that you also get a down regulation in those leptin and ghrelin hormones, which are your hunger and your satiety hormones. So, but at the end of the day, in order to fix that and adapt, the biggest one as well is going to be when you've been low carb for so long, because carbohydrates do help with the. Uh, manufacturing of growth hormone or if you have if you are sleep deprived as well so the less growth hormone you do have pumping through your system or you are making the slower that cell regeneration is going to be which therefore means metabolism is going to be at that down regulated point because you're in a either a overly stressed state or you're in an energy deprived state i especially see it with a lot of females where they'll be like I can't touch carbohydrate. I just eat protein and I eat salads and blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, this is the caveat where how many times have we said this before where people won't touch a potato, but they'll touch six champagnes with their salad, right? Chicken salad, six champagnes with that, please. And that obviously has, a, you know, alcohol has a, has a separate effect on the way fat burns throughout the body and with the amount of calories you're eating at the same time. While you're dieting, I think you're just going to have to be okay with the fact that, yes, your metabolism is going, is going to downregulate whether you like it or not, especially because you're losing body fat, you're losing weight. So where you started versus when you're finishing, chances are you're probably like 10 to 20 kilos lighter at the end of your prep. So just in general, you're a smaller human in itself. So your body actually doesn't need as many calories to run day-to-day life. So do expect your suppose your calorie maintenance target to downregulate as you go, but your body is going to naturally downregulate your metabolism purely because you haven't got enough food going in and your body needs to adapt to that. Your body can't run fully functional with the very small amount of food. And that's why comp prep is, as you said, 
are not a healthy thing to endure and that's why you're only in that state for a certain period of time and then as soon as the show's over the goal is to put the body fat on to really try and reset all the damage that has been done exactly right and a prime example of that is i mean if we use me as an example where we had this discussion just today is that when i first started my dieting i was up around 90 kilos and my baseline was around that 3,600. By the time I finish and we end up at around that 78, 79 kilo mark, I'll be lucky to hit 3,000. And that's only if I am doing the same amount of activity, which which I will be, obviously because I've got step targets and cardio to hit. So, But at the same token, you need to remember that it's not only governed by step targets neat, but it's also governed by training intensity. And your training intensity may and probably will drop off a little bit as you're getting uh, towards the back end of prep, just because you are tired and you're going to have to dig deep mentally and physically in order to keep that training intensity up. They are one of the hardest sessions in prep. Like you might not be physically moving as most amount of weight that you've ever lifted, but they feel hard mentally, physically, everything's just cooked at that point. So even though your training sessions, we're saying that they're not going to be as effective or as good, doesn't mean they don't feel like they are. I mean, you're going to get those days where, you know, you're, you're going towards the gym and you'll be like, uh, I don't want to go today. And you already had, you've had a couple of those days too. I know you mentioned that, you know what, oh, the last thing I can be bothered to do today is go and get on that hack squat and here you are repping out, you know, X amount of weight for X amount of reps. And it's like, hey, you know what, you just went there, you got it done, went through the motions. Might not have been the best training session you've ever had, but at the end of the day, it's you got it done and you did what you needed to do. I think that was last Thursday. I was in a hell of a mood that week. So just as a general tip, when that does happen and for those days, the approach that I like to do is, look, I'm not much of a warm-up guy when it comes in. I might do one or two sets. But on those days, you may need to take that time and do an extra one or two warm-up sets just to get yourself into it. You know, by the time you get to those top sets, you'll be like, ready to go. Because at the end of the day, you know, we used that last Thursday as an example. When I was pretty much shit, shit all over, um, I still ended up progressively overloading either on reps or weights for the majority of that session, especially on the hack squat. But it just took me a little bit longer. Simple as that. And don't be surprised if your workouts start as an hour workout and then towards the end of prep, you end up taking, say, an hour and a half. It's natural. Your body's going to move slower. Yes, you want to try and stick to your rest times. Yes, you want to try and progressively increase that weight. But there are going to be days where you are just slogging in the gym. And if your session takes an extra 20 minutes or half an hour, you know what? So be it. Think of it as, hey, you actually probably expended a little bit more energy in the gym, even though you were slower, you were there, you got it done. And that's the main thing. Yeah. And that's where it, it doesn't really make a difference between if you're taking two minutes, two and a half minutes or three minutes in between your rest times. At the end of the day, you're looking to have the most intense uh, training session that you can in order to generate the most uh, the most effective results basically in order to preserve as much lean mass as possible because remember towards the back end it's all about preservation of lean mass and burning of body fat which your burning of body fat is going to come from your calorie deficit not from the the training that you have the training you have is about muscle preservation so obviously we've just discussed what happens during prep. So yes, your metabolism downregulates. It's not broken. It just adapts. Coming into post-show. So we have done a podcast 
I think it's episode eight, um, recovery versus reverse diet. That gives you a good insight of the approaches we take post-show to really bring the body back to normality as quick as possible. But going into the post-show period now, because you are so lean, obviously with both um, ways of dieting out of a show, the goal is to put on body fat. Now, body fat is also going to help regulate those hunger signals as well as that metabolism and cell turnover. So you do need to put on a bit of body fat in order for the body to regulate that metabolism again and get on the road to recovery. Well, and that's it as well. The When you put on a bit of body fat and you put a bit more weight on, you will also be able to warrant more calories and that will not only will you start moving a bit more just from a natural perspective and your need will increase, but you're, because of the amount of weight that you do put on, you will also increase your resting metabolic rate and your total daily expenditure. And I'm going to apologize now because my dog is absolutely whimpering next to me while we're recording. He's not usually down here with me, but he is today. So if you hear a dog crying in the, in the background, it's because he wants to go for a walk. He knows it's time. Time to get your steps up. It's not actually. His walk time is not till about 8 o'clock at night. So I don't know what he's complaining about. With your metabolism post-show, of course, there are ways to go about it in terms of you are very susceptible to putting on a lot of body fat post-show because your body is essentially in that, like, I'm dying stage. And in order to keep it alive, it's wanting body fat. So this is why we don't recommend intuitive eating, eat whatever the hell you want post-show. This is why it needs to be controlled with a coach, ideally. And yes, putting on body fat, but also doing it at a rate that is healthy. So you do want to be putting on, say, that 5 to 10%, very person-dependent um, in terms of how much body fat you put on post-show. But that's the biggest regulator of a lot of these effects, like metabolism, hunger signals, all those dieting feels is a lot of it's regulated by body fat because at that point, as you said, your body is dying. It's essentially starving. So putting on body fat is essential. Now, even though you have finished your show, you're eating more calories, you're putting body fat on, don't expect to feel 100% better like one, two, three, four, even sometimes eight weeks post-show. Expect you've been dieting for, say, six months. Expect the next four to six months of recovery um, to not feel 100% back to normal. Which is exactly the reason why a lot of the time we don't recommend doing back-to-back seasons because it does take so much time to recover from the stresses that you have put your body in. So Remember, at the same time, as much as everything has downregulated, you need it to upregulate at the same time, and that takes time. Things are not instant. You need to build your body. You need to build your calories up. You need to take more carbohydrates and fats on from what you were doing pre-show. You want to do it at a level, like you said, where you're not intuitively eating, but you're also not putting on too much body fat too fast, but you want to put on that 5 to 10% straight away. But at the same time, it also becomes a mental thing. I mean, I think this comes in a pre-prep phase where all that initial prep consultation you have with your coach where they tell you that like you need to put some body fat on. I know, for instance, I I got one new competitor for season B this year who came in, who's already extremely lean. I'm like, you need to put some body fat on before we even do anything. Like your goal now is to put body fat on so we can build some lean mass before we even think about dieting you down. So, and that goes for the same thing post-show. 
you need that little bit of body fat. I've gone blank. You need that body fat to be able to regulate everything and then start to build lean tissue because at that point your body is not going to build muscle if it needs fat. Like it's the body's job is to survive. It's not to look like a jacked human. So we need to put on a little bit of body fat before the body can say, okay, I'm actually safe now and I can start doing other things that aren't as essential um, coming out of post-show. I even know... Coming out of show, yes, your weight does jump up and obviously it's a conversation you have with your coach and that you should be aware of, you know, how much weight you should be gaining post-show. But remember those first couple of kilos, you're always going to look fluffy. You're always going to look worse. The body is really grabbing onto anything it can to survive at that point. So don't be disheartened if you do put those extra kilos on post-show like you're supposed to, but you don't look the way you think that you were going to look. Let your body settle down. Let your body regulate. And I guarantee you, if you put on X amount of kilos and then you sit there for a couple of weeks, at the same weight, you actually start to look better. Why? Because the body isn't as inflamed now. The body has settled down. It can metabolize your food. It can get back to normality and sometimes like how you look and your weight post-show looks completely different at the same weight say six to eight weeks later I know myself I took I think I took photos post-show when I put on I think about four kilos and I was like oh this isn't looking good this looks like it looks like I've almost put on 10 kilos and then you know a couple of weeks later I took photos again and I was like I'm the same weight but I look like a different human like my body has just not nowhere near as inflamed now and uh Get ready for more of those mind blanks over the coming weeks and Amy just picking me up where where I could have. Pick you up and take you through. Amy's just going to finish off all those sentences and save the podcast in the next few weeks. But you're you're 100% correct, Amy. I've got nothing to add on to that one at all. Well, this sort of concludes our first episode back of 2024. Sorry it's taken us so long to get back into the swing of things, but it's been absolutely chaos. But we are back into it. We're back podcasting. So if you do have any questions, head over. Over to our Instagram at the Prep Files Podcast. Leave us a question. We'll get through them in the upcoming episodes, or even if there's a topic you'd like us to discuss or someone that you'd like us to get on. Um, you can find myself at Instagram at Amy Dorrell. You can find me at coach underscore Felino. That's F-O-L-I-N-O on Instagram. And you can find us both down at 381 Swan Street, Richmond at Enterprise Fitness, where we're both spending the majority of our days when we're not podcasting or training or dining. Talk to you soon, guys.